Comics presents on some hip hop shit. Welcome to on some hip hop shit from yeah. a nerd perspective. This is a special bonus episode. A bonus. <laughs> and uh, this is um, this is coined by by uh, our, my friend to the left, Wednesday's finest, my AKA. AKA. It's Adam Pittsburgh Steeler. Big game. And co- coined as. Album club. Right. So I had an idea of, instead of a book club, an album club. Because my wife, many friends that I know that are female, like to go to book clubs. And they get together. Right? We know the story. Right? Yeah. They get together. They all read a book. And that's great. And I thought... Well, you forgot the, like, three bottles of Merlot. Yes. <laughs> That Cabernet. Is, that happens. Yeah, exactly. Happens. But I had an idea. The talking about you yeah. that goes on right. during book club. Hopefully yeah. it's all good. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not there. The point <laughs> is, is I thought, what about doing something that I would like with my friends? And what I would like to do, which is also a lost art, which I want to bring back, is the album club. So if you could get a bunch of friends together, female, male, doesn't matter, and you listened or brought one album to listen from start to finish. There was an art to listening to an album, and there was joy in listening to an entire album. There were interludes. There were just the way the songs were pieced together, and I thought that that would be cool. So in one of our last episodes that we talked about, we discussed what albums would you bring to the record club? And one of the, you know, could it, would it be hip-hop? Would it be um, jazz? Would it be right? What would it be? Mm. Well, this is on some hip-hop shit. Most stuff. So, Brando. Yeah, yeah. You had this idea. Yeah, I, I actually, I wanted to do something uh, bumping off the album club idea uh, to celebrate or to kind of commemorate the release of the VH1 movie, The Breaks. Oh, yeah. Happened to be written it. written and directed by um, Seath Mann, a friend of mine who is... Uh, Wait, just pick that up. <laughs> just drop the name. Seath, <laughs> Seath Mann. The, hey. the man uh, came from directing The Wire right. um, as a rookie director and has done some of the best TV 
episodic work and got a chance with the breaks to, you know, kind of grow into his auteur shoes. And this was a project that he wrote and direct that was also inspired by the book, The Big Payback? The Big Payback. Yeah. Uh, Dan Uh Charnas, I believe, Mm -hmm. was a collaborator on that. Mac Wilds is the star. Um, The twins and I have history with Mac Wilds. Shouts to Mac. <laughs> and those are the other voices that you hear. We well, have, yeah. Uh, we'll get, let's let's do a proper introduction. Yeah, this is what I was waiting but, for. But you, but you are saying yes. that the big, the big the, payback, the which, breaks, the breaks, has inspired today. Inspired today because it's nine in nineteen ninety is when the movie takes place. Right. right. So I said, well, what if we took an album from nineteen ninety mm-hmm. and an album from twenty fifteen? Right. Let's pick a couple, throw them in a pot. Let's talk about it. Okay. And in order to do that, you have effectively brought in the top tier talent team to have this discussion. Oh my gosh. So there Brando, yes. who who who'd you bring today? Well, I got a two for one. <laughs> <laughs> um uh on the line you hear uh Mike Davis, artist, writer, creator. Um, and guest on the show. Guest on the show. You know him well. My pleasure. My honor to be on the show again, guys. Thank you for coming. If you guys haven't heard the Blockheads, if you guys haven't heard the Blockheads episode, go back and uh, episode two. Yeah. Do 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 your laundry. You know. That's a put long in your one. earbuds. Yeah. Exactly. That's a commitment, but it's a worthwhile commitment. I mean, the stories done. that were told that episode. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm getting Facebook hits about the stories, and it's definitely not safe for work. <laughs> Are you really getting some hits? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. People like it, man. Good, good. So, and then who else is joining us? Hmm. This is... <laughs> I'll intro myself. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Yeah, jump in there. <laughs> Second half, half off, cheap price. They didn't have the money to pay for one person, so they got two. Two for one deal. Is Mark Davis? Yes. Hi guys. Do you have an AKA? I do, but they they never really stuck. I mean, the only one that really stuck was Sleepy because I always look sleepy. You know, <laughs> that is a good one. And go, then sleepy. and uh, and you had the you had the Southpaw back in the day. You had the Southpaw. That was my rap name. Really, Southpaw? Yeah. Okay. Right. By the way, Paul, I, baby, Paul. I didn't realize you had Paul, baby, flows Paul. still. I had I got flows. Me and Mike trying to rap. Remember Mike? Yeah, we did. We, my, my name was uh, my rap name was Mike Frenzy. Mm. Mike Frenzy and South. Well, ferocious. Were, yeah. were, were y'all in like the Ed OG camp or were y'all? Nah, we was too young for that shit. <laughs> yeah, we was in uh, we was in Atlanta when we started rapping. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. All right studio in studios, everything. We was mm-hmm. we was garbage though. Yeah, hey. yeah, it was garbage. Oh, hey. I wouldn't call it garbage. We had our fun, right? You guys went to the studio like we're going to the studio. Yeah, like look out. Nah, some dude, we we almost got discovered. Uh huh. We went to this uh this, this dude's studio and shit. He was like, "Yo," because we both had dreads. We was like, we was like a gimmick, you know. Yeah, but is. uh, you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> so. <laughs> I have a studio story, but let's 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 let the people jump into these albums. Right. So, real quick, then before we get to the album club, just to give proper further introduction, we've got Mason Booker here today, engineering, holding it down. Thank you, Mason. 
Um, we are Amazing. broadcasting live out of Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. Go to meltcomics.com, see all what's going on at this store. Uh, there's a great new um, preview that Marvel just sent out to the store uh, with all the hip-hop and Marvel covers that have come out. It's pretty dope, too. Yeah, it is really nice. So I know we've talked about this on prior episodes. Connect, gang. But there's an introduction on this. Yeah, so go number one, go to your comic book store. Ask them to see the free hip-hop covers comic. And on the cover of that comic, it shows every hip-hop-inspired Marvel cover that they're going to be releasing. There's an introduction by Killer Mike. Um, of Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels. And you will see Deadpool has a Run the Jewels-inspired cover coming out. Really dope. It is pretty amazing. You see the Infinity oh, Gauntlet no. yep. with... Um, that's drawn by Scotty Young, who's done oh, some it? crazy stuff lately with Rocket Raccoon, and he did the Wizard of Oz series. Oh, dope. And then you've got the Invincible Iron Man with a cool cover. Who's that? Which one is that? That's is that? 50 Cent. Yeah. The Bulletproof. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Chronic. With a Chronic. This doesn't work, Adam. We don't have pictures. This is audio. No, but this is, it doesn't work, <laughs> but what you are thinking is, I got to go check this out. You got to check it out. So I'm inspiring audience members to actually do research. Yeah. Not everything can be handed yeah. to you. No. So anyways, there's incredible covers that are worth checking out. I love this one, by the way. The De La Soul one. The Extraordinary X-Men with De La Soul. Do Dope. your Googles. Do but, your Google but these search. are free. These are free, right? Yes, this okay. is free. This is free if you go to your comic book shop. To get the collective. Very cool. But to get the alternative covers, right. it will probably be a little bit harder to get. Yeah. So anyways, hip-hop covers, classic covers, we have classic albums we're going to be discussing. Classic. Today. Yes. Indeed. Classic. Classic example of a... Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> easy. No, I'm just playing. No, but you're right. That's, That's you fucking twisted. That just comes to my head. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and yeah, if you're listening to this with uh, little kids, um, you know, you <laughs> earmuffs. Um, <laughs> I don't know if earmuffs work anymore. <laughs> you know, I saw a pair of earmuffs the other day, and I was like, damn. People used to wear these shits. You know, mm -hmm. people don't wear air muffs anymore. Right, what happened to right, the air muffs? Yeah, no. You should bring them back, Adam. Yeah, uh, back. We actually were. You in... must have been on the East Coast. Yeah, like, was, let's preference that. We yeah. were. We're we in were... Hollywood, California. We were <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. in a minute. And uh, I went to the Steelers Broncos game. Oh, nice. It was amazing. <laughs> That's a good game. That was over the holiday. And my kids were so cold that we went to get earmuffs. And we can't. Nice. We couldn't even find the earmuffs that I know to that's be earmuffs. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They're like earmuffs that wrap around yeah. the back of the head. Yep. And they don't. It's a plastic band. Yeah, but not the ones with the puffy little fur. No, no. The Princess Leia ears. Where are those? I saw a pair, and, and it just it reminded me like, yo, I haven't seen these mm -hmm. in like almost 15 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Well, Anyways. there you go, XSN. Um, yeah, XSN. Shop XSN, which is the new Meltdown QVC network. It's not QVC, but it's a home shopping network for 
geek culture, and it's pretty amazing. I'm actually Fire. trying to sell my collection on there. Yeah, we're going in on XSN. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be an event. It's going to be a thing. All right. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah you got to check it out. It's actually when you go on to MeltComics.com now, it automatically pops up, but it's being uh, shown every day pretty much, and recently had Sean Aston reading his favorite chapter of... I think it was the two towers, but what the idea will be is that talent will come on and sell product, but it will be original programming as well. So there will be a place for blockheads. Yeah, and there may be just a hip hop nerd takeover. Oh yeah, you know day. No, that's That's, super dope. I've been I've been checking like the 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 meltdown website like off and on like all week and just kind of like. You know, based on on the podcast and all that stuff, and I'm just like, wow, like there's just so much more on this website than a regular like, you know, collectibles comic right. website. It's just like a, a culture at Meltdown. That's why you know I really love that place. Yeah, thanks, man. Meltcomics.com. Yeah. So, moving on, this episode we're going to cover some 1990 albums. We're going to cover some 2015 albums. I hope we can do this because these are. I, I mean, I think we'd probably cover one album and it'd take all night. <laughs> so This is true. We, yeah. have, we have to remain focused, gentlemen. Yeah, we'll, we'll dip and dive. All right, so these. what are we doing now, right. Brando? Let's jump right into Fear of a Black Planet. Let's do it. Yeah. Fear of a Black Planet. Boom! Now, this is... Public Enemy, number a, one. There you go. 1990. And what about Public Enemy... At well, this moment, can you guys talk about? Because 1990 was big. It was big. Everything was big. People's flat tops were big. <laughs> Me and Mike had some big flat tops. Yeah. Like as high as you can go. Like right. Kid in Place and Status. But um, <clears throat> that album's incredible, man. The artwork on that shit is, is, really, is really dope, man. Like yeah. the artwork alone. Like the well, black the album cover, right? Yeah. Like Public Enemies, their logos dope, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But um, I remember, I remember me and Mike listening to that song on uh, watching MTV, like Yo MTV Raps, mm. and um, like f- they used to play the video for Fight the Power. Mm-hmm. Incredible video. Yeah, Spike Lee directed that. You know that. Yeah. Well, yep. I do believe that that is the number one hip hop song of all time. It's. Yes, arguably, yes. Because it encompasses not only just an incredible song, but it encompasses all of what hip-hop is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. Right? I mean, at that time, it was so crazy that here is a guy saying... 1989. Well, right. That was... before that they then put it out on that yeah, album yeah, yeah. It, it was on the it was out on the um the do the right thing do the right thing yeah. soundtrack yeah. but yeah. It, they put it on that fear of the black Planet album yeah. right but even that that song right there was the epitome of what hip hop was play that What are you saying there? <laughs> what are you saying there, Chisel Chess? <laughs> what are you saying there, buddy? If we yeah, all go quiet, it probably means we're playing the song. Just FYI. 
You guys had to give me a, a, a cue, man. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay. We apologize. All right, you could give it a little bit more. Yeah, I oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. I didn't mean to, you know. We're, we're playing it. Fight the power. Fight the power. Mm. You know what's ill about that is that you hear the mm. you hear the rally in the background like oh, the yeah. whole time. They just have the rally. You just hear the people, the gathering. In the video, the video was ill because you felt like it was a rally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't like imagine being there because that's how the video was shot. They had mad fucking people there. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? And it's just that dirty, you know, Hank Shockley. You know, well, it was revolutionary. I mean, yes. they are saying when they said Definitely. Elvis. Or my heroes don't appear on no stamps. Elvis yeah. was a, a straight hero. up ra- Elvis yeah. and John Wayne. Motherfuck him and John Wayne. <laughs> right. right, him and John <laughs> Wayne. That was John like Wayne. that blew my mind. I remember that. I remember that moment. No, that was that was big for that big talk for that era, yo. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was we didn't. We, we it wasn't the John Wayne era, but there was this guy. You know, well, everyone knew John yeah, Wayne. Everyone, everyone knew Elvis, yeah. and those are white. Heroes. They are white heroes. And they were nostalgia because white America was reaching back, you know what I mean, for nostalgia. And we were like, that shit wasn't a good time period for us. Right. You know? Why you're reaching back saying this is the greatest time ever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and he just like, like we said, just, we, we mother just got right. fuck him yeah. and John Wayne. Right. John Wayne's like, out of here. John, John Wayne's like, the fuck did I do? <laughs> Why you bring me into this? Are you John Wayne? <laughs> yeah. Is that me? Is that Yo, can me? I, can I say something real quick about the whole Fable Black Planet album cover, though? Mm, please. Yo, if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have it up right now, but it's available. This shit is mental. It is. It's got. It looks. It looks like the Death Star, dude. Like about to blast on, like what the Tantooine? Is that no? Tatooine. Oh, what was what was Princess Leia's planet? Princess Leia. Alderaan. Alderaan. It looks like it's creeping on Alderaan, and it has the Star Wars writing, like the scroll on Fable Black Planet, right? That's Star Wars right there, dude. Oh yeah, huh? Damn, you was smoking some good weed. <laughs> no, you're right. It's scrolling up and, on it. And and yeah, when Mark said that, that did ring true because um. It is one of those first logos in hip hop that I even remember. Like, iconic. Yeah, exactly. That's Having powerful. That iconic. But made made an appearance in the uh, Terminator Two movie. Yeah. With the public the public enemy logo. Well, the T-shirt just just did, like, they, 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 they just permeate. You know, like cause when Terminator Two came out, they wasn't as popping like as they were in the '90s, but they were still. Right, like relevant. Yes, yeah, iconic. Knew, it's, I, I mean? it's like it's like rocking a Run DMC shirt or some shit like that. Yeah. Right. And, and didn't that album have a lot of controversy? Just even it being released. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the album had uh, it created like all this tension within Public Enemy. Did it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's his name? Griff. Griff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
There's actually a great podcast that I will shout out, Combat Jack. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, incredible. Yeah, I, I that. And he, he had a great interview with Chuck D. Mm. And so mm-hmm. if you want to listen to that, you should check it out. But he Chuck D touches on that and just about how that album and then the press and everybody was just so – there was so much turmoil outside that it it actually caused turmoil inside. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, this is also the culmination of or the apex of hip hop, you know, that was considered conscious. Yeah. Basically, you know, you had, you know, self-destruction come out. You know, you had uh, records. You you had already had like King's Son and, you know, all these different acts come out who were strictly conscious, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But. PE kind of brought that hard edge to the consciousness. They were the. They and this were is the, their third album, right. so it's kind of like Yo MTV Raps was now out. Rap was now coming into millions of households, you know, via the cable box, and you know you had <laughs> him say, you know, Chuck D say, "Motherfuck him and John Wayne," because I'm black and I'm proud. Plus, I'm hyped and I'm amped. You know, so that's the thing. It was this. It was this uncut poetry. There had never been a venue for this before. 1990. Here it is. Yeah. Right. And the way the way Chuck D spits, you guys touched upon it, is like it is a hardcore edge to a straight positive message, you know? Like a straight, like he, like he's dropping jewels, but he's like he sounds like he's kicking some gangster shit. Yeah, exactly. He sound, and he sounds like he's, he sounds like a preacher, dude. Word up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's straight up like, look, this is what's up. I do the knowledge. Y'all need to learn something. You know what I mean? Like, wow. he's definitely not sugarcoating. No. And, and if you look at the just the song titles alone, yeah, yeah. It, that just grabs you. I mean, Brother's Gonna Work It Out. That's a dope song, by the way. It is. 911 is a joke. Great song. Um, welcome to the Terror Dome. Funny. Welcome to the Daryl Dome was probably my favorite album on the track. I mean, my favorite track on the album. Burn, Hollywood, Burn. Burn yeah, that's Re- one of my favorites. Of course. Yeah. Power to the to people. Day. Yeah. Who Stole the Soul, Fear of a Black Planet, Revolutionary Generation, Can't Do Nothing for You, Man, maybe the little bit of joke one there. Um, leave This Off Your Fucking Charts Instrumental. B-Side Wins Again, War at 33 and a Third. Is uh, it anti nigger machine on there? Yeah, I just couldn't say it. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I, for, I bailed you out, bro. Thank you, bro. And, um, and fight the power. End ends ends with fight the right. power. Right. I mean, this is, is an dope. album that today mm-hmm. you might get one song that has some consciousness or revolutionary right. Right. type message. This album brings it the entire time. The entire mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. it was good and people didn't care. They didn't care. That's that's the one thing Chuck D was phenomenal at yeah and also there was um it was interesting because we now live in a time where a lot of the you know popular culture is been programmed you know by certain tendencies and certain subject matter at this point in hip-hop 
it was all fair game. Yeah. Right. The, the yeah. radio wasn't playing any hip hop, you know what I mean, unless it was like late night mix shows right. or you know, AM station like in LA we had K-Day. Um New York they had uh college radio that was playing it. So there was no there was no format. The artists were really moving the needle in terms of now it seems a little bit reversed in terms of okay you know you have this subject matter that's already predetermined it's just how someone's gonna do it and what the melody is gonna be right you know that seems to be what's happening and popular well so brando if you could give an example what should the what should we be listening to on this album give me something that you would say we need to be hearing. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say burn Hollywood burn. Um, uh, you gotta hear this. It's crazy. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's a dope song and it's a dope prophetic. Statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is, it is prophetic. It's relevant. He's, he said. Um, he said. <laughs> he said. So step and fetch this shit for all the years we look like clowns. The joke is over. Smell the smoke from all around. Burn Hollywood, burn. Right, but this 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 song right. also did something by bringing guests on yes. it. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah, and what did it do? It said Ice Cube is Ice down Cube. with the PE. Right, <laughs> play yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Play Cause, that. Because well, let me just say this: they had that. They this is was this was produced by Bomb Squad, which did America's Most as well at the same year. Mm-hmm. Bomb Squad was busy in 1990, bro. Mm. That shit was tough. And Big Daddy Kane's on there, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it brought East Coast, West Coast yep. together, which was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Which was one of the first, in, in my recollection, really. Right. Yeah. One of the first times you see the two coasts coming together. And then on the track, it's a real short verse by Cube. Yeah, it is. But there's a whole little skit in there, too. Mm-hmm. And like, well, we'll, <laughs> should we play a little? Yeah, let's play a little. All right. Hey, man, what's up, G? Yeah, man, what's up, G? Hey, man, me and I got this new episode effect, you with it? Yeah, man, yo, Chuck, man, check this out, man. Kane and I, you want to fall, they want to blow the movies, man. You with it, man? Come on, get your ass out the shower. It's the skit. Burn, Hollywood, burn. I smell a riot going on. First, they're guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out the movie. But it'll take a black one to move me Get me the hell away from this TV All the news and views are beneath me So all I hear about is shots ringing out About gangs putting each other's hands So that was Chuck D Yeah, He was killing it He was, man And then Let's see what else we got Beast As I walk the streets of Hollywood Boulevard Thinking how hard it was for those who started the movies Betraying the roles of butlers and maids Slaves and hoes Many intelligent black men seem To look uncivilized when on the screen Like I guess I figure you To play some jigaboo on the plantation What else can a nigga do? Yeah. Damn and, Oh, uh, and he <laughs> Big Daddy Kane Kane had the line about uh, Aunt Jemima, you know yeah, well, I mean, if it's you watch the video, term, too. Even if now she got a perm. Yeah. That was the thing. They had just came out with the new Aunt Jemima. And if you looked at your Sura, uh, instead of having the handkerchief on her head, she had, a perm. she had a perm. Like, that was the pure example of Chuck D being like, hip-hop is the CNN, you know, of the community. Right. Because there wasn't a news outlet, internet outlet, you know what I mean, to kind of talk about that or discuss that. You were only getting that through hip-hop. 
which was dope. It's a great time in era, man, 1990s, man. Yeah. Let's do one more song from... Uh, do our uh, brothers gonna work it out. All right. Your bad self. Help us put this down from off the shelf. Here's a music survey. You some music. I've got a brand new song. Kick down. Let's get it on. Like we said before. See the brothers for the trouble. Hit the bust bubble. Cause we rumble from our lower level. To condition your condition. We're gonna do a song that you never heard before. Make it all jump along to the education. Brothers gotta work it out. And stop chasing. That was a powerful song. Then you got songs like, you know. They only come and they come when they wanna. So get the more truck and then bounce it for They don't care because they stay paid anyway. They treat you like an ace that can't be betrayed. I know you stumble with no use peak. They are the kings because they swing amputation. Lose your arms, your legs, and then miscompilation. I can prove it to you, watch the rotation. It all adds up to a fucking situation. So get up and get, get, get down. Talking about welcome to the Terradome? Yeah. You mean like. Yeah, people be mad at that. Oh, that is. This is a No, I remember. I remember that. Like, welcome to the Terradome. We used to listen to that in my sister's room and, like, just in the mirror rapping. Just going crazy. Used to sneak into her room when she was gone. Word up. Oh, and she had, she had this sick music collection. And we used to be like, okay, we're going to go in. We're going to play Welcome to Terradome. We're going to be up before she comes back and tries to kill us. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, now we're going to play a clip. All right, clip. Would you join me, please, in welcome and eat? Redeem a full of Wow. We're back. I got so much trouble on my mind. So playing these little tracks for educational purposes is what we're doing. And we'd love to play you the whole song. And maybe you'd love to hear the whole song. But you should go out and support the artist. But the point is, is this is amazing, classic material. It should be treated with respect. And you can just spend the day listening to an album... Jumping in and out of your car, right? You know, whatever it may be. I mean, it's 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 just so much better than scrambling your brain with, uh, <laughs> right? And you know, whatever else is going on, right? And what you should do is uh, have your album club, yeah, and uh, listen to this and take that album, yeah. So won't be won't be sad. Nineteen ninety, Brando. You were talking about two thousand fifteen, mm. because. Again, the breaks was just released, and by the way, has anyone seen it all the way through? I've seen it all the way through. And what do you I, think? I, I've seen I it. Thought it was dope. Everyone agrees. I thought, that was really I, thought it, I thought it was. I thought it was really dope. I, I, I had one one thing that I was just kind of like curious of what you guys was thinking about, but like, so you you all saw it, yeah? Yeah, I saw it. Adam, yeah. Adam, I've seen the first half. Okay. And he yeah, fell I don't asleep want to throw no spoilers out. Yeah. No, no, no I actually, because I had other things to do, but uh, yeah. I wanted to see it so bad. So go on. What were you going to say? Because I got a comment well, well, on well, this. I'll, 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 I'll try to not do any spoilers, but 
so so at at the end, and um, I'll just keep it cryptic because you know the audience might have not seen it either. But like mm. Brandon and Mark, um, so at the end when when Wood Harris asked her that question, what you guys feel at the end of the movie? I um I saw an interview with um with Mac Wilds on on Hot ninety seven and. He was saying they're trying to turn it into a series. So I think they was just like, you know, let's oh. put this out, and then if we get numbers, it's going to be a series. Right. And, I, and, see. And, I and see. Exactly. And and I guess I already knew that going – I knew that going into it, you know, just mm-hmm. a little bit of inside baseball. Um, But okay. not because he told me or anything, but just because it made sense, you know, mm-hmm. for that if they were going to do that much on a pilot – um, that mm-hmm. of course they would make uh, it a, a recurring series or at least a limited series. Right. Um, right. But what I liked about it is that it made her character the mm-hmm. center. You know what I mean of the yeah. of the film. I mean there have been other no, I, I, yeah other instances, it, but it made her. I loved her character. Her character was super dope. Yo. Yeah. Her exactly. character was really really dope. Yeah. The the end just kind of kind of tripped me out, and I was like. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was a standalone thing, you know. Right. But right. so I was just kind of like, huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Like, yeah. cause then it, it made me kind of lose faith at the right. end, you know. Right. No, people were waiting for like, okay, here we come to the climax and all that. But really, you just got introduced to the characters. You saw what they were dealing with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you saw what they were about. Um, you know, having done some cliffhangers. <laughs> and my, yeah, I, I, I know, right? <laughs> but on, on the strength, that shit remi- reminds me of some live action blockhead show. Right, real. right. It really does. Yeah. Well, I will say my comment was on the hip hop element of it, which was the car- the actor who played D. Rome. Mm-hmm. His name is Afro. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And I will say, honestly, two months ago, I was following this afro guy Mm. i didn't know he was going to be in the breaks okay and it was a pleasant surprise because that guy is absolutely unbelievable brother oh my Mm. his freestyling is ridiculous and if you go on youtube check him out his he met dj premiere for Mm. the first time Mm. and they videoed that because he 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 actually was discovered by ra the rugged man Nice. Okay. R.A. The Rugged, R.A. The Rugged Man. Dope. Yeah. R.A. The Rugged Man had this, um, the, uh, I wish I could remember the thing. He, he It was on his most recent um, album, and it was a song where this, it's crazy freestyle beat, and he had all these artists submit their verse to right. it, and Afro yeah. was one who submitted his verse, and R.A. was, his jaw dropped, and then he ended up collaborating with, you know, Afro. It's awesome. And uh, and R.A. brought him to meet DJ Premier, and it was just so genuine of here's this uh, young kid who respects the culture right. and can flow and is unbelievable. And so to see him in the breaks, I was like, wow, this movie's got credibility. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that story, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So. And, and apparently Fonte... Uh, yeah. Wrote, 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 wrote all the raps and shit. Mm-hmm. But did he write Afro's rap? I was, I was, I was talking to my man about that shit. I don't know because I, I am telling you, he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Afro rhyming is off the charts, off and so there is no comedic. way that he needed anybody's 
Um, Unless it was a money thing, you know, like budget-wise or something. I don't know. You know that Hollywood shit gets funky. Definition of a rap flow, by the way, Mm -hmm. is the RA. And here's just a little bit of it for the listeners just to kind of get an idea about how ridiculous we're talking about. So I am cueing a little music here. I mean, jeez. That is off the charts. That was in 2014. Mm. And so to see a young MC who keeps it what I would consider to be real Mm -hmm. and yet get a part in a big VH1 production, respect. It's a great look. It's a great look for him. Yeah. And a great look for VH1 and yeah. the breaks and yeah, everybody yeah. else because they're time. actually taking right. a true artist right. and allowing him to have a place. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, Afro is not the best looking dude there's ever been. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's no you can, you a very unique look. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell. I think uh, you could tell he was he was. Um, <laughs> Kind of oh, not and not an actor or not untrained, but yeah. it did. It kind of it made it, it real. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it it was a, it was a better choice. So, um, yeah, those kind of those kind of little tidbits and not filling, not having like Usher in there. You right. know what I mean? To Usher, just pick up right. a random R and B cat, or you know what I mean? Someone. It, it was it was good, right. and I know those were fights that Seath probably had to fight. You know because. You know, people do um, want to gravitate towards the the safe choices and 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 the the faces you've seen before. So shout right. out to him the and doing that exactly the types, even even the lead um, uh, uh, woman uh, Afton, I Nikki. think is the actor's name. Yeah, Nikki is the character's name. It was refreshing. So let's get into some more 1990 yeah. shit. Um, you want to go 1990? Yeah, or you wanna I want to go back to 1990 since we're just on the breaks, and then we'll bring people I heard payback from motherfucking. <laughs> what happened? Ice Cube, yo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he starts off that album so raw. Nice. Like, no, so rugged, dude. But that's the Ice Cube joint, man. Like, America's Most Wanted. It's my favorite album. It's, it's, it's up there, man. Like, I mean, for the 90s, it was ill, but, like, just kind of all times, like, it kind of, it just it just resonated with, with Mark and I. Oh, my god! All gosh. the way back then until now, man. I was just like, yo, we should kill the album. You got Who's the Mac, and you got the um, DJ Pooh video, like, DJ Pooh in the video playing the Mac, like, clowning it up, yo. Crazy, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Pooh on, 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 some, on some real shit, like, Pooh. DJ Pooh's like, he's, he's the reason why I think the, the whole Friday franchise blew up. You know what I mean? Because he, he had that element. That and he had that, element. like, sensibility. Yeah. Yeah, the, com- the comedic sensibility. And you can see it very, very early in Who's the Mac when he's, like, walking down the street and he got the big hat and he's, like, 
he just, he's just so over exaggerated all the time. It's like, yo, this dude is like a living cartoon, man. He yeah, he is. It. Yeah, he is. All right. So speaking of who's the Mac, let's see what that sounds like. And, One of these uh, motherfuckers different. Some brother in a big hat thinking he can get any bitch with a good rap. Pulling yeah. <laughs> in a fucked up naked. Leaning to the side so it looks like he's sinking into that leopard interior. This nigga think every girl's inferior. To his tongue, get a dumb bitch sprung as she's selling more button. Don't even get a cut of the money. His name is Sonny, and he know to play. And hope to God that he don't find a runaway. Mm. <laughs> On this album, he had some, you know, some lighthearted moments because he's always so hardcore, you know what I'm saying? But he has some light, some some lighthearted subject matters in this one. I don't know if the Mac is a sub- lighthearted no. subject matter, but but that song didn't really have a structure that was normal either. Right. No, I mean I don't. It wasn't really like a crazy chorus. Or, no, mm-mm. it was just like a laid back. Ridiculous silliness. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah, like soul it, it sample. Was, it wasn't so serious. But he had songs like this one. But the first, well, you got once play. upon a time in the black part yeah. of the city. Yo, G, yo, G, you better get out of here, man. Five this o. Beat. Five o. Yo, you always cute, man. Why you always cute, man? Why you always kicking the shit about the bitches and the niggas? Why don't you kick some shit about the kids, man? The fucking kids. Wow. Little boys and girls, they all love me. <laughs> I mean. That song right there, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. How about once a time of uh, no. once upon a time in the projects? That was a, that was such a fucking classic song, man. Yeah. Okay, so tell me why it was classic before I play it. Once a time in the projects, it's so visual. First of all, so, right. real quick, talk, Davis, talk to me, twins, yes, both of you, yes. You guys are in Boston at this time, yes. And Ice Cube is so West Coast, yes. Now he was affiliated with a bomb squad, right? But right. was it? I mean, did it matter? What was it? Did, how I did tell it? You, I can tell you right now. Nineties Boston was. I might have said this in the Blockheads episode. I don't mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but it was very gang bang, like very gang bang city. Right. Like there was Bloods and Crips in, in the nineties in, in Boston before they went before they was even in New York. Mm. They started in Boston, but the police they got them out of there. But so all that shit, like we grew up we first listened to like our first album we listened to was probably like Run DMC. But NWA was the first album that we really like connected to. It's like, oh shit, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is this is this that is was it. probably one of the first albums that we we dubbed on our own, right? Shit, because I, like I was saying, with the whole Favor Black Planet, we used to we used to get a a lot of um, music from my sister because her her music game was so tight. But like, you know, when we was in like seventh eighth grade, you know, we we would dub music from our, our homeboys, and and NWA was one of the first albums that we just like, yo, we need to have this. Listen. So. We we were so into NWA that when we heard Ice Cube left, we just we just was like, yo, we're gonna follow Ice Cube. You know what I mean? He's he's a he was always our favorite. Yeah. In in the group. And so when he when he left, we didn't realize the importance of him going to to New York and, and hooking up with the bomb squad and all that shit. You know what I mean? Back then, but we were just like, Yo, this is Ice Cube but like his 
his beats are ill. You know what I mean? It's and crazy. Like this is like some ill shit. Like because you didn't know if he was gonna fall off or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, Yo, it, was, it, was, it was very questionable. Yes, it was. Who was gonna yeah. Who was gonna come out on top? It wasn't gonna be everybody. No. And you know, um, I remember about that album or about that time period that there had been this, you know, what they call gangster rap surge in popularity, right? And you know, Ice Cube and the other artists we know now. They were kind of taking stories they had seen, right, and um, you know, putting into their own words. They were, they were, they were the storytellers. But that was never yeah. said on a rhyme, really, until until this song, until Once Upon a Time and Projects. Because, and that was one of the things that I could relate to, one thousand percent, because I was in L.A. and you know, there was so much gang banging activity that. You know, you could go anywhere and someone would ask you where you're from, even though I was from the west side of L.A. I was from the safe side. Right. <laughs> you could west go side. anywhere and be asked where you from. You know what I mean? And Cube had the perfect line. He said, I don't bang. I rock the I write, I write the, the good, good rhymes. rhymes. The whole, the whole scenery, scenery whole reminded me of good times. Good times. Mm. <laughs> And so right there, he's, he's like you said, is making a whole thing visceral. And this is Ice Cube's Slick Rick moment. Yeah. You know, where... That's what, it's where it's like a Slick yeah. Rick type of, yeah. type of vibe. Too. He, had, he, had, he had great stories. I mean, and, and like one of my favorite moments from America's Most Wanted is, is a skit when, um, I think it's right, it's right, it's the song, um, I think it comes right after, or comes right before Once Upon a Time in the Projects. And, um, you, you hear some dudes playing dice, right? And and one dude is like, um, I never got gaffled like that. I used to do the gaffling. <laughs> get straight the back laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, McDonald's yeah. was my spot. Jack the motherfuckers for the Nissan trucks. Riding the drive through. Nigga, get your motherfucking food, leave it in the car, nigga, get out. Straight jacking. And then right. the Fucking once upon a time in the projects, yo. Yeah, All right, well let banged. me. Uh, I damn near had the record hole. Let me let me hear if you recreated that right. Right in the drive through, <laughs> nigga. Get your motherfucking food. Leave it in the car, nigga. Get out. Straight <laughs> jacket. Once upon a time in the projects, yo. yo. I damn near had the record hole. I knocked on the door. Well, there you go. What a memory. I mean, obviously, that had such an impression it, it on had the a, Davis Twins, had a huh? super Because we used to play this. Um, like, thinking about it now, we used to play this back to back all fucking day. Killed this album. And it here's was, the. It was that, and it was um, the nigga you love to hate song. Like, the first one, right? That's what I was saying earlier. I heard payback from motherfucking nigga. That's why I'm. Like the way that the way he comes down. in on that shit, fuck a punk because I ain't him. <laughs> it's just ama- it's amazing. It's just so much energy, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And Brando, you felt that on the west side, on the west coast, on the west side. Oh yeah, I mean this is a battle round. <laughs> Daryl Gates, LAPD chief. Everyone was getting pulled over. I mean, shit. I got pulled over ten times in a year. You know, mm. being fourteen. 
you know, as a passenger. <laughs> you know, we just knew. We just knew. <laughs> we, I'm trying to figure that one out. We just knew. Well, my brother, my brother had the car. So, okay, there you, know, you go. We were out and about. We had a um, two black guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, we had something's the, going on. We had the break dancing crew. On. We had the break dancing crew. We had to go up to uh, Westwood. Okay, with our cardboard. You know. Yeah. Um, they to, don't have cardboard in Westwood, you know that. To get up to, to break, <laughs> you had to break on the cardboard. Marble. I don't know how we break dance on cardboard. I tried that. <laughs> I tried that you for a video. Those, you could you could barely those, rotate those on that shit. Yeah, exactly. By the way, our they, crew was called the Turtles. By the way, we specialize in back spins and egg rolls. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't much for the head spin. <laughs> Back spins egg rolls. <laughs> egg roll, yeah, man, that egg roll. That was the next level. That All right, go back level. to Ice Cube. There you Not go. for the turtles. Yeah, but, uh, we had a clue too back in the day, yo. The Cosmic Six, talk. bro. The Cosmic oh, Six. The Cosmic Six. But there was like eight of us yeah. in there. Yeah, and two of us didn't. <laughs> guys have... couldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. The Cosmic Eight minus two. Yeah, we uh we had hats and shit too. Nice. It was flavor. You right, need to get those again. There I know. Yeah. It was like those cheap iron-on letters. Hell yeah. You know? Did you guys have the jackets? Nah. That's when it was Did the nice turtles level. have the jackets? No, we didn't have jackets. No. We never made But that no, far. play Ice Cube's first song, like the way he comes in. But you mean this. So I heard on. payback's a motherfucking nigga. That's why I'm sick of getting treated like a goddamn stepchild. Fuck a punk because I ain't him. You got to deal with the nine double M. The dance coming at your all. Powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ice Cube. But I think one of the cool things that, as we explore both these albums that we've already done from 1990, is bringing back to the record club thing. Yeah, this these were albums that you listened to right. from start to finish. Right. It, uh-huh. it wasn't a song that you just put on. I mean, you can do right. that, and we've done that. Right. Mm-hmm. But the true beauty of these albums is from start to finish. This is true. I mean, we've you guys talked about the skits yeah. and how those meant something to they you. Did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the memory of the dice game. I am impressed with that. The memory of the McDonald's story, and then we play it, and it, you know, like right on point, even who, down to the accent, right. Who listens to well, skits? Well, now? the accent I had, like, I had no, like, I had no point of reference. Honestly, I was like, I, I didn't really know what Gafflin was. You know what I mean? I had to <laughs> kind of think about it because I couldn't Google it. Right. That's a West Coast slang, dude. Right. And I was like, "What's Gafflin?" He said, "He said leave it in the car, get out." So maybe he's talking about, you know, stealing the whip. And I don't then, know. Yeah, and then it was perfect because in like two years later in Menace. You know, right, it came they, out, yeah. they had the, they had the it scene. Was that same scene. It was the scene. Menace to society, for those who don't know. But I just... Or just thievery. Right. I just think it's interesting because in the modern day age of iTunes and Spotify and pick your song and buy the song, you're not listening to the skits. No, you're not. You know what? And you know what's funny, man? I was talking to my homeboy 
Um, and we was talking about one of the De La Soul albums, and I'm like, the Three skit. Feet High and Rising. Yeah, right? yeah. With the and by the way, which is has comic in the liner notes. I mean, that's all comics. It's all yeah. It's and it's yeah. it it's like they was very like for the first two or three albums they was very skit heavy. Shout out Prince. Well, Paul. they invented the skit. Mm-hmm. Well, for I mean for for the hip hop skit. Right. They, they were like the pioneers of that shit. But my, my, so shit. my buddy was um he's about he's about twenty five. And he's just like, I don't like skits. I, I fast forward all skits. Yeah. It's definitely a, a generational thing. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, after a while, there's only so many things you're going to do in a skit. Yeah. They've all been covered, right? Yeah. Right, but, but <laughs> if the you're a weed, new... there's sex, right. there's, you know, the violence. You know what I mean? But there's not biddies in the BK lounge. Mm. All they do is they dig in the ground. <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is this. In the short attention span right. society that we have now, maybe you don't want a skit. Yeah. You know, with a cassette, right. you don't speed through the skit because right. you don't know when it's going to end. In the ass, yeah. You know, yeah, so. You just let it roll. You, and you had to actually be a little bit, as an artist, your skits had to be on point because because of that fact. Yeah. You know, someone mm-hmm. would just toss your tape, you know, if, you're, if, if, if your skits were bullshit. Skits painted the whole yeah, picture, man. Exactly. They painted the picture. Well, I mean, and, and, even on, back then, you didn't, you didn't have the luxury of, like, you couldn't fast forward by pushing them, by, by, like, hitting a select button. You had to, like, hit fast forward and wait for it and then cue it back up, and it was like a pain in the neck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. So you sat there, accepted it, and listened to it, <laughs> and then found yourself in, you found yourself enjoying it. Yeah, this is exactly. not bad. Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, experience. but you were used to that. You know what's interesting? Um, Kendrick on Good Kid, Mad City, he 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 brought that shit back. You know, he did. He, he did brought that, that shit to back. Yeah. Butterfly too. Yeah, uh, because it, the, the the and the skits contributed. To the album, drove, to the listening the experience, absolutely, which was which was actually dope. So we've talked 2000. Yeah, I'm sorry, 1990. We're on to 2015. Unless right. we got to still touch on Ice Cube, but I do. I would like to hear a skit that you're referring to on Kendrick's new album, "To Pimp a Butterfly," so I could have some reference. Mm. So is there a skit there? There is a skit, but yes, is at the end. Of the album, mm. so it's kind of like watching a movie, right? And watching the ending first. But there is a skit that drives the whole album. Left is music and, and vibrations. A lot of people don't understand how important it is. You know, sometimes I can like get behind a mic and I don't know mm-hmm. what type of energy I'm gonna push out or where it comes from. Trip me out sometimes. Because of spirits, we ain't even really rapping. We just letting our dead homies tell stories for us. I wanted to read one last thing to you. It's actually something a good friend had wrote describing my world. So what is that? He's it's a conversation with Tupac, mm-hmm. but like he has a conversation with Tupac about his lyrics and what and he's asking Tupac, you know, what did you mean by this? You know, and then Tupac answers him from some interview that a lot of people didn't hear before this album, which was pretty phenomenal. There's a spiritual element in it. It's like an element of like respect for your elders and the dead, and and you know what I mean, and and kind of respect for the game. And there's this whole like 
lineage element that Kendrick acknowledges, right. which kind of blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because he's such a young kid. So, such a young kid and, and such a talented cat. You know what I mean? It's just, to me, it's next level shit. But it's almost sad that that, it, that we're talking about one guy being yeah. next level and paying respect and getting knowledge from the culture because, mm. and I don't mean that as a slight to him. I just mean it as a slight to, to hip hop artists. I just read an article recently. I think it was on complex where it talked about the nineties versus the modern, uh, MCs. And it just said that, you know, the problem with the modern MCs is not that they're not dope or anything. It's just that, they don't necessarily acknowledge and pay respects. And it took, like, mm. Macklemore, a a guy who sometimes is... is Go ahead and say it. ...outside the culture. <laughs> He's white. But that's not... But yet he He's has... from Seattle. But he has Grandmaster Kaz right. and Melly Mel yeah. in his videos. Yeah. He is willing to say, mm-hmm. come in. And I heard that he actually got those guys paid for their appearance. Yeah. It's Word. dope. I was so I I I I you know put it this way he and made, and people didn't like people people had something to say about the song by the way the I thought the song was weak as hell but I like it uh, either it's, way it is not down like sound <laughs> it's crazy it's not like anything else you're hearing so right trash, so that's where the creativity right. comes in right. you know what I mean but he brought but why did Macklemore right. bring Grandmaster Kaz yeah. and Melly Mel. The fact that he knows Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel, yeah. respect. Yeah, hell yeah. But, Definitely. you know, why can't Drake have a duet? Or, you Drake's know, busy fucking bitches, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's busy. <laughs> All right. But, Mac- you know. Macklemore's probably busy, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I'm just no, that, I, I mean, literally... <laughs> Um, but Kendrick Lamar is doing that. Yeah. 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 And so I think that is something that should be acknowledged and should be respected. Maybe Macklemore was inspired by that. I don't doubt it. You know? But also, well, I will I, say this. When I just recently saw another uh, thing, and I will say this. When you're a white MC mm-hmm. and you come out, you know that you are technically an outsider. Mm. And... Eminem, mm-hmm. the Grammy Award-winning Eminem, right. when he was got accepted that award, mm-hmm. who did he pay respect to? He respected. He gave all the MCs, Nas, KRS, Rock Kim, Big Daddy Kane. He mentioned them all. Does Kanye do that? Right. Right. No. Does Drake do that? It's interesting. I mean, it's because... For me, even I'm gonna pay respect. Yeah. But you know, you you know what? We're getting philosophical here. Yeah. And um, Kendrick Lamar does evoke the philosophical conversations, which he just did. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the white MCs have a lot more to. They have they have a lot more to to prove, and they have to fight to be respected. You right. know, um, it's not a given to them. So like. A dude like Eminem, like he has, he doesn't have to really, like his lyrics, his skill proves he's a true MC. But I think they do have that complex of I have to show that um, the ones in the know, because there's some there's, right. there's some MCs that are not in the know. 
I have to prove I'm a student of this shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas, that's, 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 I respect the game. Right. right. Whereas a lot of the, I guess a lot of the brothers in the black community, I mean, we can be prisoners of the moment, you know? And right. there was a whole thing in hip hop where it was always like, you know, such a fear fear-based culture because you could get run out the culture you know what i mean if fucking Uh eminem comes i mean if if ll cool j comes for your spine you know what i mean you're just done you know and so i think there's pm dawn and krs throws you off the stage be right (laughs) it's a wrap you know and so i think a lot of you know the way that you know, hip hop artists have moved has been more like fear based than anyone else. And it's like, if you're not puffing your own chest out, you know what I mean? If you're not tooting your own horn, you know, you're bigging up somebody from that last generation and someone sees you as, you know, older and whack. You know, I think there's just been a lot of fear around that. And I, I think just now the music and the culture is coming into its own and kind of maturing and saying, okay, we need a, a hip hop archive, you know, at Harvard, and we need, you know, NYU and Quest and the Love Universal Hip Hop right. Museum, and we need the Universal Hip Hop Museum, and need so, it. which so, is well, yeah, you well, make good points for sure. Yeah, um, and there have always been been those artists willing to kind of stand out there on the limb, you know, but um, I think that's what it, I think that's what it boils down to. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's also something to be said about how, while hip hop is, um, damn, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think who said it best, and, and I think it was in a skit. It might have been the Roots. No, they were saying how hip hop music seems disposable, and um, it, it's like it, it's the only art form that doesn't revere its elders. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like rock and roll dudes, like you know, really old school cats can still tour and get the respect, but like a Melly Mel or, or like someone like that has a hard time, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, so it kind of speaks to, and maybe it, it, it's it's a conversation about the machine itself, but it, it, it's a thing where if, if Macklemore is shouting out like old school cats, like that's dope and we need to see more of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have hope for it though, I really do. Well, so if we are going to listen to a Kendrick Lamar song that would inspire thought besides the Mortal Man outro where he's interviewing Tupac, what am I what am I listening to? What am I going to? Am I going to hood politics? Am I going to Black of the Bear? Yes. Playing it now. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the moon. Heritage of a small village. Part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind. My hair is nappy. My dick is big. My nose is round and wide. You hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture. You're fucking evil. I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. You vandalized my perception, but can't take down from me. Wow. Whoa. Uncle Murder's voice. Whoa. Yeah. And the fact that he brought in a reggae artist to do a yeah chant. That's dope. That's awesome. That was a great touch. Man, that's so dope, yo. Kendrick has that's a line. Man. He has a line. 
He says some really bold shit. Some shit that even makes me cringe, bro. Mm-hmm. Powerful, like what? Though. I'm a proud monkey. Mm. <laughs> right. What? He says, Damn. I'm in the face. Right. That's just, that, that is. In the face of, of, I know. Of white supremacists. That's you know a, I mean? that's, that's, that's a, that's a bold ass, like, Sam, you went there. I'm glad we're doing 2015. Kendrick said four times on the track, I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015. When I finish this, if you're listening, then you sure will agree. This plot is bigger than me. It's generational hatred. It's genesism. That's not even a word. It's grimy. Little justification. I'm African-American. I'm African. I'm black as the heart of a fucking Aryan. Mm. I'm black as the name wow. of Tyrone and Darius. Wow. <laughs> they just, so he's giving you that heart. Shout, yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Tyrone. Right. I um, am black as the heart of an Aryan. Right. I'm black as levels. the name of Tyrone and Darius. I mean, that shit is just ridiculous. That's levels. Excuse my French, but that's fuck you. Shit. No, fuck y'all. That's as blunt as it gets. I know you hate me, don't you? You hate my people. I can tell because it's threats when I see you. I mean, let's be honest here. Talk about it, Adam. Talk about it. Public Enemy 1990 yeah. affected and infiltrated the minds to create a Kendrick. The Kendrick, the Black the and the Blair. Berry. Absolutely. And that is beautiful. It, absolutely. That's what I want to see. Hmm. I would even tie it together beautifully, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he, he does that, Mike. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> I would, I would even say. I mean, I don't know if it's just because of you know we're exposed to so much in this day and era, but Kendrick's, Kendrick's uh, verses, his lyrics are are um, they're more bold, they're harder and bolder than uh, PEs. I don't know about that. They might I don't be know, more. Man. They, it's a, he goes. He goes. He well, twenty fifteen. So that's, hopefully that's, it's that's evolved. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and you what know saying. what's crazy is even in between that time, you know how many like revolutionary rappers or rap groups can you say came in between nineteen ninety and twenty fifteen? Right. You know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like right. I'm comparing know, Nintendo to a fucking yeah. He's had PS4. he's had twenty five years and he's like. You know, of course, there's been others, but he's almost like the next next one in line. Well, what it know, sounds just, like just is he's he's reaching you on a not only an overt level, but he right. there is some subliminal shit. I mean, right. well, we're finally over. I mean, we'll never over the bling era. You right. know what I mean? But right. it was first. It was but Public Enemy shocked the shit out of you, right? And now. Kendrick is kind of shocking the shit out of you, but he's also making you think even more like an underneath. Yeah. I, I don't know because yeah. Public Enemy, I guess, did that too. Yeah, I I don't know if I. Can... It, it ju- I think it just gets it gets to nuance because Public Enemy was just letting you know like you yeah. didn't know you didn't you didn't you didn't have I, the knowledge you didn't right, have the research. Right. Public Enemy like fed you. You know what You're I mean? Right. And Kendrick is like you know he's doing sous vide. He's doing like chef shit. You know right. he, he's 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 taking right. different recipes. He's giving you, know, you the aftertaste. Yeah, the, giving you the bouquet in right. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, PE was uh, you know fucking. You They're know, like fucking shoving down the cattle. Your throat, they, were, they were they were they were killing the cattle. You know, preparing right. the food. They had to do everything to bring it to you. No. He can he can afford to do the refined stuff because some of this stuff is now public 
knowledge. You know, so to I have to groups. say thank you both for yeah. Kendrick Lamar's um, or for bringing this to my attention. So if I want to hear something more from Kendrick, that's going to make me think on this particular album because it is the album club. Yeah. What am I listening to? You gonna well. On this album, or yeah. just Kendrick Lamar? No, no, because we're this, 2015. This, this we're album, we're album club, my album. man. Album club. Yeah. Who picked these rules in the 90s and 2015? I did arbitrarily. Okay. Calrissian. Because <laughs> I didn't know if it was 90. Well, let me let me say it this. Is let me say this though. Yeah. Let me say this though because, uh, and, and more to Brandon's point, Mr. Calrissian, um, <laughs> Public Enemy opened the doors for that kind of speech. You know, uh, even. Even uh, Eminem spoke to this point in, in his song um, "Rap God" when he says something to the effect of like the shit that he was saying when he first came out when he's talking about you know um, gays and stuff like that mm. got so much more um, publicity than it did now. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's, it's arguable that Eminem was like a shock rapper back in the day when he first came out. And some of the shit that he was saying was getting a lot of protest. But when he says it now, and he says it in Rap God, he's, he even he even speaks to it saying, like, it's not going to get as much attention as it did when I first came out. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because we're, we're so used to to that kind of, of talk right. now. Mm-hmm. That it's it's it, it might go under the radar. Rap God is a fucking sick song, by the way. Ridiculous. I digress. Dick. Yeah. You know what's uh, a song that I fuck with off uh, Pippa Butterfly, and I haven't really taken this album to the lab um, until this week, but I heard this one early off, and it's revolutionary, is All Right. We gonna be all right. Yeah. We gonna be all right. All right. So let me play a little bit of that, and we'll see what happens. All's oh, my life I has to fight, nigga. All's oh, my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. A pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, twenty of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh- <laughs> so what about that? I mean, I just think um, when Kendrick came in with Good Kid, Mad City, that's a that's an album you could listen to front to back. But you knew the radio cuts on Good Kid, Mad City. They were a little bit telegraphed. You had swimming pools. You know what I mean? Where he's talking to drink. Like, that is the type of thing that the radio is used to playing. Mm -hmm. You know, Kid Cudi had his strange album, but he had, you know, a radio record about getting high. You know, it was kind of paint by numbers and what was going to be programmed for the masses. To Pimp a Butterfly, there's nothing. There ain't shit for the radio on this album. If the radio streaming services want to play this album, you're just going to play what Kendrick wanted to say. Right. Period. He's done. There's no there's no filler. There's right. no there's no bones, you know, for the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you could play it in the club. You could play all right in the club and you could still dance for right. sure. 
Um, so Kendrick, man. Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick did his fucking thing was on there, this album. Was there another song on that album that you were down I, with? The ones that I really highlighted was uh, was was the Black of the Berry because that is just. I mean, it's not even Black of the Berry is talking about. It's not even just talk about racism. It's mm-hmm. talking about, um, you know. It, it, it's like within the black community is talking about, you know, right. how dark skin people are looked at, how they feel, how you get this, you know, black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. But what does that mean? You right. know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it's the whole double entendre of words that are, you know, use blacklist, you know, right. black ball, oh, yeah. you know, black heart you which know? is something that early 90s hip-hop definitely talked about exactly so he's he's kind of just playing with a lot of things and just the fact that you know you really feel poetry coming back to the fore yeah that's what i love that's what i love about Kem- kendrick's album i mean it really it really comes out like poetry yeah you know and the fact that kids are like they're following him. I don't know how deep they're following him, or you know how young that goes, but you know it's it's a thing. So tell me about hood politics, which I'll play a little bit of now, and then you can tell me about it, I guess. So. I don't give a fuck about no politics and rap, my, my nigga. nigga. I know how much done a deuce ain't never coming back, my, my nigga. nigga. So you better go hard every time you jump on wax, my, my nigga. nigga. Fuck what they talk about, your shit is where it's at, my, my nigga. nigga. Came in this game, you stuck your fangs in this game. You want no chain in this game, your hood, your name in this game. Now you double up, time to bubble up the bread and huddle up. Stick it to the spritz, now if them bitch men's go cuddle up. Skip, hop, trip, drop, flip, flop with the white tube sack. Tell me about that song. In politics, man, I I felt like this is one of the songs that was a throwback to Good Kid, Mad City. You know, yeah, because in in section in section eighty, he made a song like what's dope about Kendrick. He connects all his albums. Everything is conceptual. He connects everything. Section eighty, he rapped about that chick that um that was selling her body and got killed. And then on Good Kid, Mad City, he was like. He was like he was rapping as a dude who was like, "How you gonna rap about that chick? She's my sister." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he just he be on some next shit. But you you do need a fucking master's degree to understand what the fuck you be talking about. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I'm and, still and, trying to understand to pimp a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So is that an album? People actually they're studying this album in academia. There's, there's a there's a brother by the name of Chris Edmond who um I. I I believe he's at um, uh, I want to say NYU. Or, or I thought Columbia, it was Columbia. Or, or Columbia, right? And yeah. and he actually has a um, a a a class or course that that studies Kendrick Lamar, and and it's called like Science Genius. I think I think mm. Professor Edmund is like a like a math professor or something or a science professor and, and he, he breaks it down in his course and they're studying this dude's lyrics in academia already, yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and even it's like an instant classic. Mm-hmm. And he'll he'll even do shit like uh he'll change his pitch from from song to song. Yeah, that shit's fly to me. Depending on the point of view that he's that he's relating. You know, it's it's just 
there's there's the everything has you know kind of thought behind it which is dope um but it, at the same time none of it feels like pretentious so so right. again when we are at the album club yeah this is clearly an album that you would bring and play straight through yeah no doubt yeah absolutely i did a i did it yesterday well there you go yeah there it is <laughs> um all right so we got anything else on on the menu can we can we get to anything else, or should we save that for another episode? Well, I would say that we are probably done for this episode. Okay. However, yeah. if there is one more Kendrick song mm-hmm. that we should be talking about on To Pimp a Butterfly, let's talk about it. I, I, I would probably say King Kunta. King Kunta. Let me play a little bit of that right now, and let's hear... I got a bone to pick. Ooh. What's the bone? <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's how King Kunta starts off. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, there you go. Let me start it off. <laughs> I got a bone up here. I don't want you monkey mouth motherfucker sitting in my throne again. I'm mad. But I ain't stressing. True friends. One question. Where you and I was walking. Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. Kunta, black man taking no losses. Oh yeah. Bitch, where you and I was walking. Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him. I can dig rapping, but a rapper with a ghost rider. What the fuck happened? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh, All right, no. bone to pick. It's so it's so heavy in what he's talking about, but it's so playful in the execution. So King Kunta, talk about that. I mean, obviously it is a reference the to title, Kunta Kinte, right, yep. the <laughs> star of Roots. And if you don't know Roots, then you don't know Alex Haley's seminal book about the life of a African, African king, yeah, yeah, who was a slave in America. And it was a show that was a, was it a weekly? I don't remember how, or it was a... I think it was a week special, right? Mm-hmm. Where they would show it. Yeah, yeah, it was like movie of the week. And they they, they it did all, it in it a bunch of... For, for a week. Yeah. yeah. But it was a powerful show. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And it has influenced a ton of hip-hop. And people's knowledge of what, I mean, by the way, that was my visualization, and I think most people's visualization of what slavery was like until 12 Years a Slave Mm -hmm. came out, and then that fucking totally shocked the mind and let people know that it was way worse than what Roots was depicting. (laughs) Right. Because there was a total mental fuck that was going on at that time. I don't think I ever saw, um, I never, I can't watch slave movies. I don't watch them shits, bro. Really? Nope. Fuck them. I can understand. I don't that. watch The Butler, and I don't watch um, <laughs> The Help. I don't watch none of that shit. You and saw Django, right? Though, right? I did, but it was all right. But there was some killing going on, so you appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate some. some yeah, exactly. It was a little different. That was a little fantastical. Right. right. No, I get it. It's it's well, like, I mean, that was a Tarantino but, but movie. There's, yeah. there's elements, though, that, that, that kind of speak. To, to the conditions, and, and I, I don't think we'll ever really know, but, like, 
the thing about Django is that they they had elements like when in the, in the beginning when um, Jamie Foxx's character was walking in the shackles and I think he he was walking along with another enslaved African and he the the, the shackles were cutting into his ankles and shit like that and but you actually saw these devices the way they they were. Um, constricting these human beings you know what i'm saying and, wow. and yeah. imagery like that you, you never really like like that imagery right there alone to me was was impactful because you can read you know as many historical um depictions of, of the events but to see that was was almost visceral for me and it was hard to watch but at the same time it, it kind of brought me to to the next level yeah. you know and it's kind of like you know so right now i'm reading um howard zinn's um people's history of america and and um it it, it basically speaks on the history of america spoken from like the oppressed and when i talk about the oppressed i'm, I'm just in the first few chapters but it talks about you know, the perspective from the perspective of the enslaved Africans or from the Native Americans or from the in the 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 white um indentured servants who at one point all ganged up and was like, you know, fuck these colonist colonial barons, you know what I mean? Because the barons were the ones who was running everything. And so all of these, you know, so called lower classes were were being treated the same. And then at one point it started to separate and then you had the breadth of racism in America. But to my point, it's like you, you start to, to see the, the, uh, the, the power of, of imagery and it inspires to dig deeper and, and to understand like the truth that's not being taught in schools and shit like that. You know what I mean? You have to do the knowledge yourself. You know, you, it, I, that's a great point and i think what this is a classic um turn in what kendrick lamar is talking about because i i think what he's talking about in the song i didn't read this anywhere but i think what he's talking about in the song when we talk about king kunta is that okay they decided he did the control verse right and so everyone decided he was the top rapper He's the top slave, you know what I mean? So he can be dragged mm -hmm. everywhere, you know what I mean, to fulfill his obligations now. Um, do swimming pools, you know what I mean? Oh, right. do swimming pools, yeah. we want to hear that, you know? And I think he's talking about that kind of metaphor within, mm -hmm. you know, now he, he, he's like, where were you when I was walking? You know, right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so there, there, there's something there that's like, OK, you can be this, you know, you can be this image, you know, um, you can you can battle all the other MCs. You can go at, you know, all these other black men, basically, mm -hmm. and try to embarrass them. But, you know, he knew this album was going to be subversive. And so he's like just putting it 180 degrees in your face. I'm going to name this King Kunta and I'm going to see if you play this since I'm the number 1 rapper on your mm -hmm. on your on your And they did play board. it. Yeah. They did play it. And they did play it. You know what? You know <laughs> if, video if, too. if yeah. we was going to play one more song, 
And yeah. it'd be a great song to end off on is I Love Myself. That got a lot of radio play. It's not really a radio song. The message is real, and the message is he understands the power of music, and he uses it. Well, <laughs> I Love Myself. <laughs> yep, it's called I. It's called I. Well, I'll play it. Let's hear it. They wanna say it's a war side, bomb in the street, gone in the hood, mob of police, black on the corner with a line full of fiend and a bottle full of lean and a mother wanna scream. Oh, these days of frustration keep going to the front. Yeah, I duck these cold faces, post up, feet five off for faces. Dreams are realities, peace. Blow steam in the face of the beast. Sky can fall down, we can cry down. Look at me, motherfucker, I smile. I love my Oh, uh, and when you're looking at me, uh, tell me what do you see. So there we go. Go. Now, yeah, you, I mean, did a good job on that. Isley Brothers sample. Yep. Shout out to Rap Genius. Shout out to Ron Isley. Keep, hold your head. He's out of jail though, right? Is he? <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Put that brother in jail. Man. But I think a good point of the Kendrick Lamar piece that we just did was that when you view this album, mm-hmm. you are learning. Mm-hmm. You are, and you will dig deep, and just the fact that we talked about Kunta, King right. Kunta, right. and now we went to a whole other level about slavery and what it means to Black America, what it means to White America, what it means to America, and then to say that hip hop is not bringing the consciousness anymore would be false. Mm-hmm. This is true. That's a true statement, Adam. And it is good to know because I have to tell you that before this episode was recorded, I have never listened to Kendrick Lamar on this kind of level. So I thank you guys for bringing him to me in this way because I am a huge fan of Conscious MC. Dope. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope, dope. And for me now to appreciate Kendrick Lamar in this new light... I give thanks to you, gentlemen. Boom. And I mean that because each one. you each know, one teach one. Each one teach one. There you go. So well, I, I really well, appreciate well. that. Yeah, yes, no, because respect. for so long I've just kind of dismissed Kendrick Lamar as not something that I would want to listen to. Right. And I am telling you, like, I love X Clan. I love that's, I was gonna pick, I was going to pick that out. Right, right, right. Oh, that's, I mean, ridiculous. Right? I would I would love to hear your scientifical <laughs> breakdown of that shit. I'd have shit. to listen to that Because that shit is crazy. Oh I don't understand God. the pink Cadillac still, but I love it's it. It's the mothership. it got to be. Yeah. But the point is, is that for so long I've been worried about consciousness in hip-hop on a radio level. But to know that Kendrick Lamar is actually doing it, I, I should not dismiss radio play hip hop as quick as I do and so thank you guys and the new generation uh, I mean this generation gets a lot like they get a lot of flack millennials you're distracted you know this generation is it's no accident that in 2015 To Pippa Butterfly comes out Black Lives Matter movement goes to a whole different stratosphere and becomes, you know, part of the national conversation. I mean, there is definitely an activist movement in 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 this generation that, you know, maybe our generation hasn't is not really aware of, you know, because it's not happening 
on the surface, you know, it's happening, you know, in, you know, the back reaches of Twitter and, you know, it's happening in the album cuts on Kendrick right. Lamar's yeah, album. Yeah, in the music. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and it's true. I mean, at Harvard, a lot of the, the uh, a lot of the lectures that I attend, they, they speak about, like, Black Lives Matter being a... They, they equate it to like the civil rights movement, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a conversation that it's comparable, you know, um, it's just a different era and how things are being displayed and, and digested. But it's true, Brandon. I mean, like the dudes like Kendrick Lamar, you know, I put J. Cole in the mix. These dudes, they're bringing a level of consciousness that for a long time, you know, ha- has left the mainstream. Yeah, but these guys are—they're starting to permeate. And there's even you people know, who you don't hear of, like you know, um, Bishop Nehru. Oh, and, I love Bishop and, Nehru. You know, Fell Sweetenberg and Joey Badass, King Los. You hear Joey Badass. I mean, but there are literally dudes who you would never hear of. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And they are doing the work, and so it's kind of like. Um, it's, 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 it, it can be death by a thousand pricks right. as well, you know, a thousand cuts. I don't know where I fucking first heard this shit, and I was looking for it on my phone. But somebody said that to pimp a butterfly is an acronym for Tupac, right? But it's so to pimp a butterfly, but the butterfly is actually a transformation from the caterpillar, right? So. To pimp a butterfly is two P pimp A C for caterpillar, but the caterpillar turns the butterfly, right? And that stands for Tupac. And at the end, he has Tupac at the end of his, his album. If that's that's some next level shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like I said, you need a fucking master's degree to understand Kendrick's album. But like he has a whole um, poem about the caterpillar being. Um, like the caterpillar is like being like it's it's cocooned cocooned by the city by the mad city that he lives in, you know, and then he evolves on this album to a butterfly. Mm. So, like, I don't remember what that I don't remember where I got that reference, but like that shit is if that's the case, that shit is some next level shit. That is. So sorry, that was just. Oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't be oh, sorry. Boy. I'd be appreciating what your knowledge. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's facts though. Right. Right. But the point is, again, an album club (laughs) does this. You bring an album together, and you can then have two-hour podcasts on the (laughs) albums that you're talking about. I might have a ticket on my car. Right. (laughs) Oh, shit. I think I do. This is Hollywood, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I I think this is the point of the record club. Right. Is that we have managed- That's the entry fee. Yeah. I mean, just get in with this- Listen to an album, talk about it, bring some friends together, and seriously get down on what's being said. Right? This so, is this is the dream that I had, and yet we just did it right here. I wish we could have listened to the album in full, but we did it for educational purposes. That's why we could only play 30 seconds worth of each song. Anyways, here's my question. Star Wars The Force Awakens was just released. It is exploding. Yes. When we first got together as a group, mm. 
you guys mentioned that Lando Calrissian had such an impact on you guys being black men and mm-hmm. black children at the time mm-hmm. because he was the only black character in the movie mm-hmm. and yet he was a badass dude there was all it was just someone that you guys identified mm-hmm. what do you think about the fact that there is now a main character Finn mm-hmm. a black man as a clear lead character in the new incarnation of Star Wars. Is there any thought, opinion, anything about it? Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's hear You know it. we're doing a Star Wars pod, right? I like, didn't know that. I emailed it to you. But I thought we were doing that today. <laughs> this guy doesn't read. <laughs> I want to be down with the Star Wars podcast. It's going to be a two-parter already. I, All right, well, then give a preview, well, because okay. how about this? Yeah. That's next week. Okay. I guess, or within two weeks. Yeah. But I do want to know. I want to know the answer to this because I, that has stuck okay, with me. Okay, this is now a different podcast. It's fine. This will, this might be like... I'm getting scolded. No, 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 no. You no. are scolded. No, no, this is good. It's now a different podcast. Let's answer the question. Okay. All right. You, oh, it's a different podcast or it's a preview of what's it's, to come? It's a different episode. It's Sorry. a preview. It's, it's, nice pre- it's a nice segue. Okay. So, cool. so for the audience when they're listening in in concession, they can just slide into the Star Star Wars. There you go. Right okay, after, Brandon can edit you know this know shit. Mean? Yeah, exactly. Connect game. That's what Looking Brandon's thinking. Two, two months to like, do. This is fucking. I gotta edit this <laughs> shit. These motherfuckers. So much editing. <laughs> but I am so interested because I I watched the entire movie. Yeah. With this thought about. Our conversation, yeah, and how you became Brando Calrissian. But anyway, <laughs> one of the best nicknames of all time. I say, I say that shit. So I would be interested to hear everybody. I, I, I would just say this, Adam. I I got emotional in the theaters. Mm. I came home to my kids, fucking fighting with lightsabers. Mm. I mean, I just think about my sons. They grew up in a world with a black president. You know, like. They're in a different world than I am, you know? Um, and to see, you know, Finn play the lead character, and it was just a great moment. It was, and not even just the black character, but even the woman character as well, you know? Like, yeah. like much respect, too, to them, like, trying to break the mold because they know this is such a heavy movie. And for them to be able to do that is just, that's respect, too, you know? And I think, actually, I mean, I think. Those choices, um, JJ, Lawrence Kasdan, making those choices, uh, casting-wise and story-wise, it wasn't a favor, you know, to, you know, people of color, women. Like, that was the only way to move the story to new ground, you know, was by exploring, you know, new territory from a character perspective. And it was, I I won't say, I don't know if it's the only way, but it's the only, like, authentic way, you know. And so it's just good story choice, you know. And so 
the name of the podcast um, that or uh, kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about with the podcast was Star Wars and white supremacy. Mm. Because you have in Star like in Star Wars, what we love about it is that it's a world, right, where we can escape to. And then in this world, like what was refreshing about A Force Awakens is that you have a feeling in that in this world there is um there's there's not really like a discussion about, you know, Finn being black or, you know Or Ray, Ray being, being a, a girl. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not really a it's not really a, it just a, is. a point of discussion. Yeah, exactly. They can share a look, you know, and those kind of things are there. But the outer society reacted to a black stormtrooper in the trailers with a lens of white supremacy on Star Wars. Mm. You can't have that. You know what I mean? There's no there's no black people in our, you know, fictional fantasy. You know, there's no black people. There are no black people in our fantasy. In our fantasy, we do not want to deal <laughs> with black people, okay? Right. Stop making us think about, you know, people that look different than system. us. Yeah, they don't exactly. just want to be right. stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, so th- that's why I wanted to call the podcast, you know, also for clickbait, Star Wars and white supremacy, because those two things are not the same. You know what I mean? But when Star Wars is th- seen through the lens of white supremacy, it's interesting, yeah. you know, what comes out. Mike? Well, Brandon, you guys both make points that I, I agree with um, but as far as what I think of of the character Finn I, I, I have really mixed emotions um, about his character but overall I, I think he's, he's a great character and I, and I love to see um, John Boyega play Finn because I, I was a fan of his, of his work since uh, the movie uh, Attack Attack of Attack the Block, yes. Um, which is to me is a super dope movie because you got yes. some hood kids in 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 London battling aliens, which you know is dope. But you South know, anyways, I, I think I think Finn is a dope character. He was the first one to kind of um, engage the lightsaber again, even though he lost the battle to Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? But he he's the one who who ignited the lightsaber first before giving it to Ray. And, you know, um, so to have him just kind of handle the torch in itself, that was a proud moment for me, not because he was black, but because it it seems like JJ Abrams made conscious strides to kind of break those kind of barriers that, that may have been associated with the fanboys who look at Star Wars as like a white, galaxy you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but i mean the the issues that i do have with this with this character is um what i thought was dope it was 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 that he he he, uh 
he deserted from the stormtroopers. You know, what I mean, he was a stormtrooper. He was a, he was a he was a boy that was stolen from his family, and he, he was trained as a stormtrooper and and, for, and and had no knowledge of his of his culture of of his past. Of he didn't even have a name. You know what I mean? And and so there was something within him that was powerful enough to, for him to escape you know, his captors, you know, he's almost like, an, he's, he's almost like a runaway slave, dude. Mm. you know what I mean? Mm. And that's kind of how uh, I was like, okay, this, this, they're going pretty deep with this dude. I may be reading into it a lot, but I mean, when you talk about Star Wars, you have to, you have to think about, you know, Stormtroopers was, was, was the name of like, you know, Hitler's SS, um, right. SS and mm-hmm. unit and all that kind of shit. So mm-hmm. that stuff kind of comes up. So, but, but there was moments where I, I I felt like he was he was kind of he was kind of weak, and I was like, oh, he you know, he he could have been he could have been stronger, you know, um, especially moments when like okay like when he when he when they're at the Star Killer base and and they grab uh, the Silver Stormtrooper and he, he's he's kind of acting like childish, but he at the same time he's a kid, you know, he's like. You remember me? You remember me? And he's just like he's like kind of kiddish, and he and he, he he runs away from. He's just continuously running away from his problems. Mm. You know what I mean? And, mm. and it, it can be considered cowardly, but at the end, he he holds it down. You know what I mean? Mm. And so at the end, overall, and I, I'm being long winded. I know Adam has a schedule to keep, but in, <laughs> in the end, I, I think you know he's a solid character, and I look forward to seeing how his character evolves. Cause I, I think he's going to be, he's going to be a, a powerful character. I think at this point in the game, Lando will probably kick his ass, but like, we'll see what happens in the next episode and to see if like, you know, yeah. Finn becomes like a, like a, like a man. You know what I mean? Right. Like and, this is like his, and even aside from journey. the cultural significance, it, 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 uh, even though I enjoyed like, um, you know, kind of that his character, a lot of things that his character was asked to do was just to like serve the narrative and push it along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it created a, a lot of, it created a lot of questions for me about, you know, the clones, you know, yeah. and their, you know, capacities, you know, and what made this clone or was different. he a clone? Was he a clone? But he's that... not a clone, though. That's the thing. Okay. Right. Like they he's were... not a clone because, they were, they because were... he was. Go on. Go ahead. No, no, you go, Adam. I was just going to say they at that point they were recruiting other people. I don't think okay. they were just. Yeah. Okay. They, they were stealing children. Okay. Got it. Got it. I will say this from my perspective. I was. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. My youngest son seven years old Mm. just got i I raised my kids to basically judge people by the contents of their character i truly do and um it was reinforced as always in the way they view people but specifically my seven-year-old who just turned seven was given a thin jacket Mm. nice and he wears it all the time now and he doesn't even think twice okay. about anything right. it just finn is his favorite character 
And here's a little white kid wearing a jacket that Finn wears, and he identifies it with Finn, not mm-hmm. Poe, mm-hmm. the guy who originally had the jacket. Right. And he's absolutely fine with it and doesn't even think anything of it. Right. Awesome. And so it's just another reinforcement that the world is evolving. Mm-hmm. Yes. And while, yes, we've got tons of problems, tons of problems, and we cannot turn our back on it, right. the connection with people that look different and opposite sex, if you have that connection, it will help encourage the fight for all the problems. Mm. Like, that is why you fight, mm-hmm. because your brother, your sister, whoever should not be treated differently than you. Mm. And when that happens, you must stand up. Mm-hmm. And so I th- I truly believe that Star Wars is setting that kind of example. And for that, I am truly proud and impressed by what they have done by their casting choices. Very well said. Boom. Indeed. All right. Boom. Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right, brethren. We did it. Done. Congratulations <laughs> on some hip hop shit. The there you go. All Album the Club done. episode. Be dry. Yeah. Yes. Like to shout out King Smo <laughs> from the Animal Crackers who did the intro and the outro. I'd like to shout out Blockheads. There you go. Because without Blockheads, yes, this show would not be possible. That's what's up. So, Street Legends, Inc. And do you guys have anything else special that we can be looking out for? Either of you gentle three men? A couple things in the works. Um, the classic crates event that uh, Mike's doing in uh, at Harvard. Mike, you want to speak a little bit on that? Yeah, well, we could speak. I could speak more to it in, in February. Um, it's going to be an event. Um, February 29th, and it's basically an inaugural an inaugural event where uh, Harvard's Hip Hop Archive is beginning a archive process of music that will have will be deemed as classic hip hop albums. So uh, I'm not sure if I can speak on which albums are first right now, but we discussed one of them today. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, oh. But I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys posted, and you should check the Harvard, the, the hiphoparchive.org site for more information on that. It's going to be a really dope event. You know what I mean? Ninth Wonder is is one of the um, is one of is one of the spearheads in terms of like the, the judge of what is what is classic and what's you know what what could be archived as a classic. So nice. there's a lot of good things happening with that. You know what I mean? There it is. And, um, yeah, man. We're going to keep it going on this side. Oh, yeah. And for for Blockheads and um, Street Legends Inc., we'll, we'll, we'll be doing um, a, a Shop XSN um, stream. Nice. So, you know, we'll keep you guys posted on Stay that. Stay tuned for month. that. Yeah. Also, um, Meltdown always has crazy stuff going on so check the website meltcomics.com our engineer mason booker actually has a podcast coming out called anime attic oh 
where he dusts right. off old anime and man- manga, and then we'll be discussing it. Boom. With cute girls. <laughs> Which is even better. Yes. <laughs> Mace. Yes. Cute Smell anime girls. I don't yeah. know. He'll have to. You'll have to tune in. Yeah. Sailor, Sailor in. Moon. Yeah, definitely. So I'm waiting for that to come out. So, Mason, get on it. Come yeah. on, Mason. I want to hit up Ninja Scroll 1. Oh, yeah. Well, that is one. Can we be on that Ninja Scroll 1? All right, we've Can we got do a hip hop ninja, ninja scroll. Maybe a hip hop? Yeah. No, well, we could. We should we combine. Could we should combine powers. There it is. I'd also like to there shout shout out the uh, the Universal Hip Hop Museum. Check it out at uhhm.org. Uh, they are doing incredible stuff, partnering with the legends of hip hop to actually do what Harvard's done, but do it from a mm. hip hop perspective because. Oh. While Harvard is great, Harvard is Harvard. Mm-hmm. Harvard is not necessarily hip hop. Right. All right. They might have Ninth Wonder there, but they don't. That's not hip hop. They got Mike Davis there. What are you talking about? Wait, son? Ninth, ninth Wonder is all the way hip hop, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the Universal Hip Hop Museum wants you. That's dope. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are hip hop. We need it all. We need all the institutions. Uh, on, uh, but yeah. on the real, I think I think there, there, there would be some synergy there, but that's a conversation we can have on a, on a you know off the record. Oh, we are yeah. having that off the record. All right. So, that anyways, is. on some hip hop shit. Keep it funky. Melkcomics.com. Yes. I'll also check out uh, selfuno.com. Shouts to Self, who would be here, you know. Shouts out to the architect. And then the, in the near future. Yes. Yeah. More, Just more album free. sessions. Uh, Matt, right. Matt Twins Instagram, yeah, Matt, Matt Twins um, Twitter. Twitter, um, all that stuff. Some uh, uh, official, some. official handle. For the show, the show is some hip hop shit on Twitter, yeah, and on some hip hop shit Instagram. All right, boom. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers. And a special thanks to Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle, at on some hip hop shit. And that is what's up. <laughs>